Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reeves. Oh, we are back and we are rolling on the only digital radio show and podcast that loves to talk about those teams that are given less of a chance, usually the road team, less thought of, the underdogs in college football in the NFL. And on this show, the last two weeks, not one, not two, not three, 11, 11 successful underdog takes from my handicappers, my guests, my no-huddle uh, guests that come on and do the no huddle underdog picks. We have handed them out left and right. We tried to tell you about BYU last week at home with Arizona state. I was preaching the Dallas Cowboys of all teams. How about them? Cowboys go out and win outright at the chargers uh, on and on. We have come up with underdog after underdog on this show. Brett Norsworthy from Memphis sat here and said, Nebraska, it's too many points against Oklahoma. So, again, uh, we love having credibility, and a couple of weeks into the season, we've given you now back-to-back weeks a total of 11 successful underdogs off this show. It's what we do. It's who we are. In just a moment, senior handicapper, Vegas insider, MajorWager.com, Brian Edwards is back. He's frothing with some college football underdogs, may even have an NFL underdog to take a look at, too. Can't wait to talk with Brian. Later in the show, longtime NFL writer, pro football Hall of Fame voter, author of a great John Elway book that is out, Jason Cole back aboard the podcast. He's got thoughts on the quarterbacks, the current uh, rookie class, how they're doing. Uh, he's got thoughts on the Carolina Panthers 2 0 start, the Denver Broncos 2 0 start, and my Buccaneers, B U C C A N E E R S. Go Bucks out in Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Stop laughing off camera on mute, Brian Edwards. They are out in Los Angeles taking on the Rams. And somebody's going to be 3-0 and when that game is all said and done. 
Uh, we'll talk about that. That probably will come up with Brian here in a minute, but it definitely comes up with Jason Cole later on in the podcast. Plus, no huddle underdog picks also being taken again. Rapid fire underdog predictions, college football in the NFL. T.C. Martin will be back from Las Vegas. He's hit three in a row the last two weeks on the underdogs on the no huddle. Stand by for that. Coming up, one more reminder, however you found this podcast, social media link, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, their network of shows, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Sports Gambling Podcast website. Thank you for finding us, but subscribe. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe everywhere else, Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, anywhere that you get podcasts, Podcast Attic, Megaphone, on and on and on. Subscribe away to this podcast. It comes automatically to you on Thursdays. We're out Thursday morning. It stays relevant through the weekend. Great underdog gambling advice. We don't encourage you to go bet all your hard-earned money. Don't bet the rent money. Don't bet the, the food money for the kids. But we try, to, we try to give you some fun with the underdogs, and we look forward to it every week. With all of that out of the way, here he is, again, uh, rolling along with his underdog picks as well as all of his spread picks. I always love the insight. Senior handicapper, Vegas insider. And he's also MajorWager.com, writing about all of these numbers, lines, unders, overs. We particularly like him to hone in on underdogs on this show. Brian Edwards back with me here on Three Dog Thursday. My friend, good to talk to you. Thank you for hopping back aboard here to talk some more doggies. What's happening, TJ? Nice win over my birds the other day. <laughs> let's get that you know, out of the way. Let's go get it out of the way. <laughs> Might as well get it out of the way. It was a close game in the second half, in the fourth quarter, and I'm getting text messages from everybody, including Brian Edwards, who's texting me that Kyle Pitts is going to catch the game-winning touchdown pass. You had such confidence, such hope in the dirty birds. Unfortunately, the Bucks slammed the door in the fourth quarter on you, my friend. Yes, yes. I, I actually, in reality, uh, was just feeling like I had one slight moment to talk some trash to you, so I figured I better take advantage after we <laughs> cut it to three. And and shortly, <laughs> I think it was within like three minutes, you were texting me back and you all had a pick six or pick something. Pick six, yes. Turn that entire game around as, uh, as Mike Edwards, former Kentucky defensive back, with all the great defensive backs that have played in the NFL the last eight or nine years of pro football, Brian Edwards, Mike Edwards, no relation in the Edwards uh, uh, name chain. Mike Edwards is the first NFL DB to have two pick sixes in the same game in nine seasons going back to 2012. It's an incredible stat. He did it on back-to-back -back possessions in the is fourth Ed, quarter. How my guess would be Ed Reed is the last one to do it. Yeah, I don't know who it was in 2012, but it might be. And, and you know, there were others that are that are great ball hawks. Uh, intercepting passes, Rondé Barber of the Buccaneers had a bunch of touchdowns. I mean, do people realize Rondé Barber, Hall of Fame candidate, he has 15 non-offensive touchdowns on fumble or interception returns because Rondé never ran back kickoffs or punts like his brother Tiki, his twin brother Tiki. Rondé got 15 interception or fumble returns in his career, so he had a bunch. He that did it back in 2006, in Rondé Barber, two interception returns for touchdowns in the same game. But you can start talking about uh, different defensive backs, Richard Sherman, et cetera, Legion of Boom, uh, whomever running picks back. But Mike Edwards had two of them as the Bucks slammed the door. We'll have more on the Buccaneers and the Rams as the show goes on. Let's start talking some college football. Let's get right into it on Three Dog Thursday. Do you have an underdog that you like, first and foremost, Brian Edwards, and why? Yeah, uh, West Virginia – has their last three is a double digit underdog. They're three and zero against the spread with two outright wins. 
I just think Oklahoma's playing awful. Now, they did have a bad September last year, losing to K-State as a 27.5-point favorite, losing to, at Iowa State as a 7.5-point favorite, barely getting past Texas in four overtimes. So, you know, and Lincoln Riley's a hell of a coach. So I'm not saying they're not going to recover and get it together, but um, not that I had a bet on it, but just for, like, Vegas insider, like, capsule purposes, all their preseason stuff. I picked Oklahoma to win it all. And I, I really like their D coordinator, Alex Grinch, but this team's not playing very good at all. I mean, they were favored by 53 and a half combined points to Tulane and Nebraska. And those were both one possession games. And if Nebraska's, uh, you know, field goal kicking uh, uh, team is not so atrocious who knows how this game uh, right. pans out? I mean, they gave them two free ones, which was a missed extra point on top of it. They missed a chip shot field goal. Did they maybe miss two field goals? I think I'm not they missed sure. two field goals. It was a yeah. one-score game with about six minutes left. They were right in the game, Nebraska. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just don't think Oklahoma's playing very good. And uh, West Virginia, now they tried to kind of throw that game with Vatek away last week. But look, when West Virginia lost the 30 to 24 in week one at Maryland and Maryland wasn't impressive last week, they are still undefeated. Uh, West Virginia was minus four in turnover margin that game. And, uh, you know, Jared Dogie usually does not uh, turn the ball over. In fact, I did his career TDI and T ratio earlier. I think it's 38 to 25 or I'm sorry, 68 to 25, if I'm not mistaken. But okay. anyhow, I just I think I think West Virginia is going to play close in this game. And if Oklahoma plays as bad as they played against Tulane or Nebraska, an out outright upset is not out of the wow. question here. Although I will note Oklahoma has beaten West Virginia every time since uh, West Virginia came into the big 12 in uh, 2012. But I think this one's a close one. I like West Virginia plus the 16 and a half. And if your number is 16 and a half instead of 16, probably buy that half point at the key number 17. You're always big on that. This is the ABC primetime game coming from Norman. And again, Oklahoma failing to cover the two large spreads, the double-digit spreads that you're talking about. West Virginia tried, as you mentioned, to give away that Virginia Tech game in the fourth quarter uh, last week. So I don't know how much I think. I'm joining you, though, on this. I think the Mountaineers keep it close and have a chance to win the game. So I'm on the train with you for underdog number one here from the host and from Brian Edwards with the West Virginia Mountaineers on Saturday night. Do you have another one? I smell an SEC one maybe that you might have. What else, Brian? Yes, I wanted to correct myself on Dogie's career TDI and T ratio at 66 to 25, not 68. But yes, indeed, you do. I like Arkansas plus the five and a half against AM. And like West Virginia against Oklahoma, Arkansas has not beaten um has not beaten AM once since AM came into the SEC in uh 2012. But with that said, um, five of the last seven games have been one possession uh, games and Arkansas has covered in the last three. So I like Arkansas plus five and a half to A&M and I am starting to get the sense that Arkansas might win this one. Um, I think they've got a good shot. Look, A&M went to Colorado two weeks ago and only won 10 to seven. And then Minnesota goes out West and beats Colorado like a drum 30 uh, to zip. And, uh, look, A&M's got a good defense, but they're not playing very well offensively right now. And uh, K.J. Jefferson uh, is playing good. 
uh, for the Razorbacks. And I love his wide receiver, Traylon Burks, Traylon Smith at running back. They've got speed in the skill positions. And Sam Pittman's got it going. They've got a good defensive coordinator, a good OC. Uh, I think that Arkansas has got a really good chance at winning this one, and I like them plus the five and a half. And again, they have covered now all three games as a six-point underdog, the outright blowout win of the Texas Longhorns two weeks ago, beat Georgia Southern badly last week at home. And and Pittman, again, is a former offensive line coach. They're grinding it uh, some. You could you could really see could you see this being and this is the three thirty CBS three thirty Eastern Time National CBS Southeastern Conference game could this be a low scoring game playing right into Arkansas's hands here at home? You know it's a really uh, low total. I want to say 47 and a half, 48 at last look, which is you know anything in the forties in college is pretty low. Um, look, A and M is is nasty defensively, but. Arkansas speed. I don't. I don't see anybody holding Arkansas to a really low number if Jefferson plays well, like he has so far this year. I mean, they scored 38, 40, and 45, and they were off to a real slow start offensively against Rice. So really, the last ten quarters they've been dynamic offensively. Um, but AM's offense not that good right now. I don't know. I, I don't really have a feel on that total. Understood on that one. A few more moments with Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com, Senior Handicapper, Vegas Insider as well. So he's got a couple of underdogs out there. West Virginia as the road dog with Oklahoma. I'm joining him on that one in the Big 12. Again, these two teams, West Virginia, Oklahoma, we didn't mention it. They didn't play a year ago because of COVID issues trying to play that game at the end of the year. So they ended up not playing it, West Virginia and Oklahoma. But now they're playing in Norman uh, we shall see on that one. And then you like Arkansas out of the SEC. I-, I said to you off the UCLA loss to Fresno State, which, by the way, every Pac-12 team has a loss now, three games into the season. How about that for the Pac-12 wanting to uh, to try to be in the college Wait, football not Oregon. Oh, not Oregon, excuse me. The other 11 besides Oregon. Good call on that. So the other 11 teams have a loss. Uh, meantime, Stanford, although they have the USC win, and uh, David uh, Shaw's team has played better. They, they won decisively over Vanderbilt. They're very beaten up, and that, and that is maybe a sucker line that they are getting points at home with UCLA, you're thinking. Because I looked at that, and you were kind of warning me off about the injuries on Stanford with UCLA coming uh, Saturday evening. Yeah, well, you asked me straight up, are there injuries? Because the line did not make sense to you, right. and they do have injuries galore. Well, two of their starting DBs were ruled – one of them out for the season and one out for November going into week one. And now they've got three other DBs injured. Um, one is out, one's doubtful, one's questionable. And uh, one of them's the third leading tackler, one's the fifth leading tackler. And then three of their top four running backs are all out this week against UCLA. Now, David Shaw has only been an, a home underdog seven times uh, in his 11-year tenure. And he's five and two, not just against the spread, but straight up and against the spread. But I would be a little weary of that one with these uh, injuries, although Stanford has played very well the last two weeks. And this new quarterback, uh, McAfee, looks pretty good. All right. So keep an eye on that in the Pac-12 for what it is worth. In our remaining in, in our remaining moments, I should say, we'll go back to the NFL. McKee. I, I pronounced his name wrong. Sorry. McKee. That's okay. good enough. We're getting it all straight. Uh, let's go back to the NFL. 
again, my Buccaneers uh, at the Rams. Brian kind of took a look at that. The Rams is a home underdog by a point. Again, the line may move. You may be listening to us Friday, Saturday. You have more information, injuries, whatever. The line may move. But right now, at the time we're taping, Buccaneers earlier in the week are favored by a point on the road. You had a couple of games you're looking at, including off the short week on Monday Night Football. You are looking at the Detroit Lions, correct, as a possibility here for an underdog for Three Dog Thursday purposes? Yeah, the short week's always a red flag. Um, but I was looking at it at seven and a half, and it looks like some books have drifted up to eight and a half, and it's still early in the week. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. But I, I like what I'm seeing out of Detroit so far. The the fight they showed getting back in that game with San Fran and getting a backdoor cover, and then they're ahead of the number pretty much the whole game against Green Bay. But Green Bay, uh, you know, gets those, you know, took over in the second half, and they did not cover. But I had the over and Detroit, so I needed another score anyway. So I was kind of okay with Green Bay. Well, I guess I was going to split if it went under and Green Bay <laughs> didn't score there, but – so whatever, I wasn't really pissed um, on that one. But I, I think golf has looked good in Hawkinson, man. Woo, that boy's good. I, that throw to the The only thing with golf, seven. and we saw it early in the San Francisco game, and we saw it in a couple of key situations on Monday night, the turnovers are still there, especially in a big game. The turnovers have always been there. It's one of the things that's plagued him. If they can play a clean game here back at home with Baltimore, they've got a great chance with those points. I know that's what you're saying. Yeah, and look, it's still a new team and new teammates. And I forget if I if it was Manning, one of the Manning brothers that was saying it during the telecast, like how he when he's looking down at you know because he's got the wristband with all the plays on it, that tells you he doesn't know the playbook enough. It was Peyton saying this, and that tells you that he's not even thinking about the play yet. He's he's just trying to get it right in the huddle. Whereas Peyton was saying, I'm usually when I get the play, like I'm already thinking this and that, and so he's kind of behind. Anyway, in other words, I just think they're going to get better offensively. And uh, Baltimore, I mean, that's a, that's a nice win. That's a comeback win. But uh, they're in a little flat spot after a gun. And Will KC, Lamar so. Jackson be able to take advantage of the Lion defense the same way the 49ers did, the same way the Packers did Monday night? I guess that's what we're going to find out. And that was an emotional comeback win for Baltimore at home over the Chiefs. Yeah, I take a little something out of them going on the road. Speaking of the Chiefs, you're also peaking. You're not taking it, but you're peaking at that Chargers line at Kansas City early game. Both of these are early games on Sunday, one Eastern time, Baltimore at Detroit, also Chargers at the Chiefs, noon local time in Kansas City. Chargers off the loss to the Cowboys, Chiefs off the loss to Baltimore. Somebody's going to be feeling better about 3 or 3.30 Central time on, on Sunday, but keep an eye on the Chargers, right? Yeah, I'm leaning that way. I'd like it to go up to seven, and it may. Um, I just think KC is overpriced every single week, and it's been that way for a while. I forget what the stat is. I, they had a hard time covering late last year, and um, what are they this year? 0-2, right? Yeah, 0-2 gets the spread Correct. this year. So I just think they're generally overpriced division rivalry game. Uh, I lean Chargers. We'll see. There's a little lean there for Three Dog Thursday purposes. I always love this man's insight. Plug away on how and where and when we find you with all of your stuff, not just here on Three Dog Thursday where we're rolling along, but plug away on where we find you with all this. Yep, uh, Ed Vegas, B. Edwards on Twitter. Uh, I find my content, majorwager.com. I'm actually doing some content on Vegas Insider again, which are where my picks always are. I'm doing a Florida-Tennessee write-up uh, for VI. 
uh, right now. You listen to uh, a podcast, A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Central. I always uh, retweet it, or you can check out the guys yep. at A to Z Sports. And a couple quick underdog stats. You, well, your listeners know I, I I'm have a small fortune on Boston College's season win total over seven and okay. Phil Dracovic's out for the year, but they are nine, one and one against the spread. Their last 11 is home dogs. They're plus one and a half or two to Mizzou. I'm not playing it. Cause I got enough okay. built-in interest for them to win outright. And Kansas state 31 and 11 against the spread last 42 as a road dog. They're catching six at Oklahoma state. And just a little point this out. Worst travel spot on the board this week and maybe all year. San Jose State played late night at Hawaii, won and didn't, but didn't cover. Came home and now they got to go east to play Western Michigan at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Their wow. body clocks. What a horrific travel situation uh, for the Spartans. And repeat those underdog stats again because you said them quickly. Boston College, what now as a home dog? Nine one and one against the spread. Their last eleven is home dogs, and Kansas State thirty one and eleven against the spread. Last forty two is road dogs catching six at Oklahoma State. Now their quarterback Skylar Thompson's out. Will yep. Howard really struggled last year when when Thompson got hurt, but he did have uh, two rushing touchdowns last week. One touchdown without an interception, and they beat Nevada thirty eight to seventeen as uh, home dogs. Kansas State always seems to get an upset or two out of this, especially on the road. That's your point with them. You're not taking them. You're just saying be aware. He is I liking. Them. I understand. I might. Mike, just stay tuned to his social media at Vegas B. Edwards as the weekend unfolds. We release the podcast here on Thursday. You and I are both in agreement on West Virginia in the Saturday night game with Oklahoma. You also like Arkansas earlier in the day, national TV game with AM and the Lions. If I pin you down to one NFL underdog, he's liking the Lions with Jared Goff, with Dan Campbell as the as the gnarly get dirty coach. Uh, let's see if the line is hanging fiery with the son of a gun, yes. isn't he? Let's see what happens. Uh, Brian, I always love this stuff. Great stuff here. We encourage them to read you more. Majorwager.com, Vegas Insider. Thank you for the time, as always, on Three Dog Thursday. My man. Thanks, buddy. There you go. Jason Cole, National NFL writer, coming with me when we get back. Stay with us. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get a special offer. Get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app. Visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. 
And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance of the 49ers opened up at 300-1 to to win the MVP this year, and he has already been bet down to 75 to 1 after that preseason performance just last weekend. That means if you bet 100 bucks on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap right now for $400, a 300% return before the season ever begins. Think of PropSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting. Buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. If you haven't already downloaded Odds Crowd's app, you're missing out. The free roll fantasy contest is taking place on Odds Crowd this year. Ten grand for the best NFL better and sides are included this year. Also, a weekly $100 SGPN exclusive contest just for people that have the SGPN app downloaded. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes up for grabs across both the season-long and weekly contests for the NFL and college football. And the boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try to claim bragging rights over us as well. Here's how it works. Once you get in the contest, you track your bets against the real odds and the lines, much like you do with any pick-tricking app. The most profitable players will rise up on the leaderboard, and if you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, then you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. It's free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And we're brought to you in part by PicksWise, the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But you've got the opportunity here with PicksWise to get their favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's fun, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. You pick two of the five players that day, decide if they'll go under or over their stat projection, and then you find out if you win. The more players you pick, the more that you can win. You can win up to 10 times your money with the prize picks, and that's the way to play. Use the promo code SGP. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, SGP is the promo code with PicksWise for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's PicksWise promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Keeps, as Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, guys. 
If you're follically challenged like I am, listen up. A convenient virtual doctor consults with you, gets you medication, and they deliver it straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's a low cost with treatment starting as low as $10 a month and keeps offers generic versions of their products. Discreet packaging, proven results. Keeps has more and more five-star reviews every day, every week than any of its competitors. The prevention of hair loss is the key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so you need to act right now. And if you're ready to act to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free with our offer. That's keeps at keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month free with keeps, keeps.com slash SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks. Here's why it's going to be your favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide will they go over or under their stat projection for that day. The more players you pick, the more you can win. In fact, you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize Picks is the only way to play. And use the promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match bonus up to $100. That's the Prize Pick app, our promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if you've learned anything, is that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks, I know, you think, what's the catch? But when you find out more and look into their service, it all makes sense. That's because there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they're cutting out the retail stores. There's no crazy overhead cost that they pass down to the customers in the form of mystery fees. No, Mint just passes on sweet savings directly to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers a premium wireless for $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile will cover you with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. A new wireless plan, 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. 
We are back in once again. I always love the insight, the analysis. This man has been around for a while, has seen a bunch. Uh, former national football writer with not only Yahoo Sports, but also Bleacher Report, Pro Football Hall of Fame, a voter, multi-time author on a lot of NFL books, including the John Elway book, his biography, uh, most recently, uh, Relentless Life, John Elway. Um, I love talking with Jason Cole, who's back with me as part of the Three Dog Thursday podcast. We've got NFL football back. I got to have Jason Cole back. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. How are you doing? Uh, the Buccaneers at 2-0. and We've got the NFL back with a lot of excitement, a lot of different directions. Things are looking up and the ratings are looking up, et cetera, et cetera. So all of that is good. If I say to you, Mighty One, two weeks uh-huh. in, subject to change, give me a team, give me a situation, player coach that has stood out do you have one that jumps out for you right away there's only really one I mean uh, look the Buccaneers obviously are playing excellent football and and we'll talk some more about them but they're the defending champions you expect them to be good right Carolina is the team not only in that division but in the rest of the league where you just say wow this is really impressive football not just being 2-0 but a defense that's been excellent so far um, I mean, you can adjust to say, look, they played the Jets in the opening game. That was kind of a gimme. But this was really thorough football that they played in both weeks, right? And Christian McCaffrey is clearly back. The most important thing that I see with them is Sam Darnold looks like a real quarterback. Right? He looks like the guy that the Jets were drafted and thought that they had um, and then melted down over his time in New York for various reasons, um, some of it being, you know, being – coached by Adam Gase and not having weapons around him, all these things that we talk about. But Sam Darnold looks like a guy who you could actually build around or at least say, this guy's good enough to get us to the playoffs. Will he grow into something that's good enough to win a championship for us? And on that point, Joe Brady, the former briefly offensive coordinator at LSU who worked Mm -hmm. with Joe Burrow, led him to a national title, uh, he was only briefly there, I think, a year. May have only been there a year. And then Matt Rule, the Carolina coach, said, hey, come with me. I've gotten the Carolina job. So uh, Brady was there last year, but now Brady, Joe Brady, we're talking about working with Sam Darnold. There is something to be said. Elaborate on this. Coaching and enhancing a player and making him better. Obviously, it's an early sample, but that is clicking in that relationship in Carolina, right? Yeah, I mean, look, it's working, no, no doubt about it. All right. And give Joe Brady a lot of credit when he's had a guy with some talent. He's obviously gotten a lot out of him. But you still have to have talent. And what Sam Darnold has proved so far this year is that he does have talent. Okay, all the things that happened to him in New York were outside of his control. He got into a situation where it's a little bit more stable. You do have a good coach. Things are organized around him and he's able to flourish and that's sort of the point when you talk about teams and having talented people do you make sure that the environment around them is good enough for them to flourish and take advantage of their talents it's not you know x's and o's are part of it but so much of it is you know is your is you know we like to talk about culture okay which is kind of this great cliche word but it's true to the extent that You've eliminated all sorts of distractions. You've eliminated problems. You've provided talent. You've provided structure around people. That allows them to take advantage of what they are. 
And Carolina will be playing as we release the podcast on Three Dog Thursday against the Houston Texans uh, mm-hmm. on Thursday night. We'll see if they get to 3-0. and You may be listening to us after the fact and know Darnold was tremendous. McCaffrey was tremendous. They are 3-0. and Maybe they laid an egg in Houston against the Texans. Uh, who won their opening game with Jacksonville and then were, they were competitive but lost to Cleveland in week two. You may know that result. Certainly as you listen later in the weekend, you will know that result here on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, speaking, just this kind of segues, the rookie quarterbacks in, in mentioning uh, Darnold leaving the Jets, Zach Wilson is, is there. He kind of, he has struggled in the first couple of games, really came back to earth big time against New England, not unexpected interceptions on his first two passes, struggled for the Jets. In the loss uh, to New England, Trevor Lawrence, some good, some bad. He was good early in the game with Denver last week, but then they didn't do much else. Again, to your point, you know this, Jacksonville doesn't have a lot around him. What about the early lumps for Lawrence, for Zach Wilson in particular here at that position? Well, I think all of these rookie quarterbacks, to some extent, have seen some lumps. And you can even go to Mac Jones. I mean, I think Mac Jones has been the best of them. But we'll we'll just concentrate on one and two for, for the moment. I'm troubled by Zach Wilson, and I know it's a really weird thing to say, but he looks small in the pocket. Like he looks like he looks like he's five foot nine or five foot ten, right? He looks tiny, and I say that, and, I, and people are like, "Well, what does that matter?" You know, that Kyler Murray's not that big, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I hear you, okay, and I and, and I get that, but I remember when Keith Schuler came out with Washington, you know, was it 20 years ago now? And I remember seeing him the first time. And this guy was 6'2", 6'3", you know, built and was, you know, had a sort of prototype body. And I watched him in a practice and he looked tiny because he was hunched over and he was scared and he didn't look like he belonged, right? And he just looked small in the pocket. Zach Wilson reminds me of that. Now, it's not exact, and I think he's more athletic, and I've seen a couple of throws that I go, okay, that's, that's pretty good. And, there's, and I don't want to draw a, a conclusion on Zach Wilson after two games. That's not fair. But it's stuck in the back of my mind that it's reminding me of that Heath Schuler moment. And, and really, um, you know, Johnny Manziel was like that too. And sure. Johnny Manziel, but Johnny Manziel was small, okay? He really was a tiny guy. And so I worry about Zach Wilson and I worry about the dysfunction of that organization. And I worry about him not having adequate weapons around him and really taking his lumps. Um, You can come back from that, but it concerns me a lot. As for Trevor Lawrence, look, it's not just Trevor Lawrence who's learning about the NFL. It's Urban Meyer and his old coaching staff. And Urban's having to adjust to the fact that he doesn't have control. You know, you get to the NFL and the players control the outcome here. And in college football, you recruit so many great players and you out-recruit everybody else. The game is won before you get on the field. Um, In the NFL, the game is on the field. Um, And so this is a huge test for him. He's never gone through this. And I don't know how he's going to handle that. I don't know how long he's going to last there. He has a high burnout rate um, as it is. Um, I, I worry about not only Urban, but what is the trickle-down effect on Trevor Lawrence? And I will also say this: like, I don't trust their personnel staff. Um, you know, I just I don't think that the people that they have there know how to pick out talent. Um, 
they got the number one pick, got an excellent player right there. But you know that was that one was pretty obvious to everybody. Well, and and what I want to add to this is uh, Urban has been at situations now at the University of Florida and at Ohio State where he had superior talent and depth and depth of talent. And he is now, I keep using the same line. Uh, I love making people smile that have been around the NFL because Gail Sayers used this line to me 30 years ago. The, the uh, Jaguars are three or four players away from being three or four players away. They have that much roster deficiency. There's only so much you're going to be able to do with the guys that they have. And so you wonder if how that's going to weigh on Trevor Lawrence when we get to week four, when we get to week six, and he's lost more times in the first six or seven weeks than he did the entire time at Clemson and maybe his senior year in high school, Jason Cole. How does it affect him? I don't know. I, look, it's, it's, not like, it's not like Trevor Lawrence that is experiencing that. It's Urban who's experiencing that. Urban hasn't lost back-to-back games since 2013. Wow. Right? He hasn't, I mean, that's a, long, that. That, that's a long, that, that when he was at his last year at Florida is the last time he went lost back to back games. And, and again, college coaching is about recruiting. All right. You in college, you only coach three or three, two, three, four tough games a year. I mean, really, truly tough games. I mean, most of the time you just roll out there and you say, look, I'm just better than you. Okay, and we 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 could we could not even practice. We could not even put in a game plan, and we're going to roll you. Your Iowa State or your um, Vanderbilt, Minnesota, or Vandy, or you know, like you can do that a lot in college football. And then you really focus in and concentrate on. Okay, I got Georgia this week, or you know, we got to face Alabama in a playoff game, or. I've got Michigan this week. And even Michigan did wasn't a challenge toward the end for them. I mean, all these kinds of things we talk about. The NFL is like is every week. Because the difference in rosters is is not that huge. I don't think I don't think they're quite three or four from being three or four, but they're three or four from being five hundred. And that's hard to get to. Right. I mean, and we're talking about three or four stars, right? Because we don't even know if Lawrence is a star yet. Voice of Jason Cole. Love his insight. Find him at Jason Cole 62 on Twitter, on social media. Again, the book Elway, A Relentless Life has been out now. What, Jason, at least a year and a half or so. You've sold a bunch year of a year, year and a month. It's been year doing great. It was yeah, last fall. Yep. So it, it, it segues into Denver and the Broncos come home. And again, maybe this is a team that we don't with a, they're two and O how much do we really know about that two and O when it's a win over the giants and then a win over the dysfunctional bad Jaguars that we just spent three, three minutes illuminating how bad they are. Now they play the jets, another New York team coming to Denver as a large favorite. What do you make of Bridgewater and, and has John Elway maybe finally stabilized the quarterback situation with Teddy Bridgewater as a free agent? Well, I mean, do say this, I mean, Elway's not in charge of personnel anymore. It's George Payton. And I mean, now Elway obviously is still there from the side of, okay, you know, free agent player, this is the backing we have. We not only have me as general manager, but we have a guy who's doing oversight on personnel who really understands how to win a Super Bowl, both from a playing standpoint and from a, a, an executive standpoint. He's done it on both levels, and he's a rare human being. I mean, there's only two people in the history of the NFL who have both 
won or who have won a Super Bowl as a player made it to the Hall of Fame and then come back as a as a coach or executive who's in charge and won the Super Bowl. And that's Elway and Mike Ditka, right? It's a very short list of people who are that accomplished, right? So Elway just, you know, fills a room with that kind of sort of proof, right? But Peyton did choose Bridgewater and Peyton knew Bridgewater from, from Minnesota and he knew what he was getting. And so what they have in Bridgewater is a known quantity, okay? You know exactly what he can do, what he can't do. You know, you know, his limitations, his strengths. And so have they really truly solved the quarterback um, situation from this perspective? Do you have a guy who makes you an instant contender every single season? And the answer to that is no, okay? Do you have a guy, however, who will guide the rest of this really talented roster to be a playoff team? And the answer to that is yes, okay? It's sort of like, go back to Tampa when they had Brad Johnson, right? And they won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. Was Brad Johnson a guy who was going to make him a Super Bowl contender year in and year out? No, okay? The defense did that, right? But Brad Johnson was good enough to take advantage and, and not make mistakes around him, uh, you know, around the rest of the players. He was able to guide that team through it, okay? And that's an important quality as well. Bridgewater has that quality. But if I'm Denver, I'm still out there looking, okay? And I'm watching Aaron Rodgers, okay? Everybody knows it. You know, they'll, they'll make some deal for Aaron Rodgers this next offseason. I'm pretty sure that's what, what's going to happen. Um you know, amid Interesting. what happens with ownership and all this other stuff. I, I believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to be with the Broncos next year. Um, pretty good feeling about that one. I know that Elway would want to make that happen. Okay. You, uh, if I can interject, um, you but would the bottom weigh line, that. To get back to Bridgewater for now, yes. I think they're you, a contender. You Their would weigh is, that, though, as Rodgers would elect to play in Denver or somewhere else versus retiring as a Packer, I'm just done. You believe he still wants to play, wants to play somewhere, and it's likely Denver. Look, I think he has more football left in him, okay? I mean, despite all the Zen Buddhist, um, you know, uh, Eastern religion talk all the time, um, I think at the end of the day, he still likes to play football, all right? And and he wants to be in a place where he knows he's going to get support. And he knows, again, if you go to Denver, you got John Elway. John Elway wants to win. John Elway is going to feed the quarterback. John Elway is going to make sure that George Payton does everything to make Aaron Rodgers happy. And that's going to work. And I know that they did, you know, Elway and Rodgers did play golf together this last offseason. There was some discussion. I wouldn't call it as far as tampering, but um, like they, they, they know each other well enough. Um, through those that sort of tight-knit circle of quarterbacks that I think that that's what's going to happen um, when Aaron Rodgers finally forces his way out of, of Green Bay and, you know, they finally have the divorce after this this season. Okay, so that's what I expect. But for, for now and with Bridgewater, you know, my concern is they're starting to get those injuries around him that is depleting that group around him. Jerry Judy's on IR for, I think, five more weeks. And then Bradley Chubb's having surgery. Um, you know, that, that word comes out. And while Chubb hasn't been the player that everybody expected because of injuries, you know, it just takes away another guy. So, you know, the, that, that team can't afford to lose impact players around Bridgewater. 
Well said on that. We're almost done here with Jason Cole. By the way, Jets getting 11, 10 and a half or 11 at Denver. You said to me before I hit the record button on this, I wouldn't be so sure that Denver just rolls. They are at home. You have belief that the Jets can at least hang in for that game on Sunday, I, hang around? I, get, tr- I get troubled by double-digit games. Yeah, Look, I'm not a better, and I try and stay away from that because mm-hmm. you know, – I don't like losing anymore, which is probably a good thing, you know, <laughs> to keep me away from gambling. Um, but I just get I get bothered by 11 point spreads and overreactions to early season play. I think the Jets, there's still some pride in the Jets that they're going to sit there and go, look, we're just not this bad a football team. We have to play better. And there's a little bit of the Broncos believing a little bit too much in that 2-0 and start that they're something truly special when they're still a distant, you know, distance. So I don't, that spread bothers me. Fair enough on that. Before we get out of here with Jason Cole, who again, pro football hall of fame voter, national writer, big time voice. You hear him on Fox sports radio and other outlets. He's gracious to come on with me on three dog Thursday. Love the insight uh, on all of this. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that I'm affiliated with, part of the radio broadcast, as you mentioned, the defending Super Bowl champs get off to the 2-0 start. And looky here, 2-0 LA Rams are the opponent in Los Angeles at the brand-new SoFi Stadium at the time that we're taping. I have not been in that stadium. I'm anxious to see what it looks like. It does look like something out of a sci-fi movie uh, as we head out to Hollywood. Uh, all right, give me an outside assessment here that a lot of the country is going to see this game and watch this game. It's one of the premier games for this weekend at L.A. Buccaneers at Rams, Jason. I kind of think the Bucs are rolling. Really? Yeah, I kind of do. I mean, look, I've watched the Rams play, you know, twice so far. Yeah, they're 2-0, and Stafford is doing what you expect Stafford to do. And But, you know, the opener was like, they had guys running free on 60-yard routes, okay, twice. So that makes it a lopsided game. And then they had another one of those in the second game that ends up to sort of determining the outcome of that second game. And you're like, you know, that doesn't really happen all that often in this league. You know, they have three of those plays in a two-game stretch, right? You just don't get that that often. And I think they've taken advantage of a couple of critical situations. They easily could have lost last week probably in some ways should have lost, um, but didn't. And that's how this league works. And you get onto a roll. But I'm not quite buying into the hype on the Rams and Stafford just yet. Okay, especially without, you know, you know, Daryl Henderson's playing okay at running back, but he's okay. Um, and you know, he got hurt in the second half of the game with Indianapolis. We don't know his right, status right. for this I game. Mean, he has a left right. shoulder. So, we don't know if he's playing. Right. And then, you know, obviously Cam Makers is gone for the season. And that was the guy who really was electrifying at the second half of last season. And I think that's going to hurt them a lot more than people think over the long run. And Tampa right now, they're just toying with people. Now, is that going to hold up over the, over the course of a season? Like they took the second half of last season and everything that they did in the playoffs and they realized, yeah, we can be this good. Right. And we can we can toy with people. We all know in this league that's still a fragile thing. All right, it can fall apart. You know, you, if you lose somebody like Godwin or Gronkowski, or you know, you've got, you sure. know, things change in a hurry in this league, right? But right now, today, a healthy Buccaneers team going into face the Rams, I like, I like the Bucks a lot. 
in this game, the way that they're playing. And I think that Tom Brady's doing one of those things where it's like, oh, I got nine touchdowns in the first two weeks. That 55 doesn't look that far away, right? <laughs> and he thinks that, and, and don't, don't think sure. he doesn't think about that because he thought about that earlier in the season. I mean, in his career, not the season. Earlier in his career, you know, he thought about, you know, beating Peyton Manning's record and throwing for 50, and he did it, okay? A little bit different circumstances, New England, the whole thing, Randy Moss, the whole thing. But he's sitting there going, hmm, maybe I could really put this thing out of reach and own every single record and win another Super Bowl and do this and do that and play until 50 and, do, you know, like he just the, – the smorgasbord is in front of him in terms of achievement. So, I, I, you know, the, I love the Bucks right now. I, 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 I'm not – I'm not quite ready to say they're going to roll to another championship because there's just too much season to play out. Yeah, and we got to keep Brady healthy, obviously. But, uh, it, it, I mean, nine touchdowns uh, passing in the first two weeks, and that arm strength is still there, Jason Cole. I mean, I watched the overthrow that didn't make the highlights. The overthrow of Mike Evans early in the first half was a 60 or 65-yard ball, and he overthrew him. So the, the, the ver- All right, Wait a sec, right? So let, let me just – this okay the vertical arm strength is fine okay mm-hmm. if you want to throw a ball straight on a straight line that's fine but tom knows if you're on the right if you're on the left hash mark and you're throwing a, an out to the right and you're throwing a deep out to the right that ball's not getting there at, at the same speed that it did and, and i'm not sure he ever had that great that great kind of conversely if you're on the right hash mark and you're throwing left hand side that throws that throws tough for him too okay so yeah, he can loft the ball up. That's fine. I mean, he's not like Drew Brees at the end where Drew Brees really had to crow hop it to get it, you know, 50 yards. <laughs> but, um, and I say that with great respect for Drew Brees. Right. Okay? But um, there are still limitations to what Tom can do. Okay? Sure. There, there are some things that he doesn't do like he did when he was 26. There's That's all of us, isn't it? That's all of us as we get older uh, in life, but he's still, he's still got throws. He's still got weapons and that's going to be a great game with the Rams. Interesting Buccaneers are the favorite at the moment at the time that we're taping by one or one and a half. Might that line move to even who knows with the Rams Sunday afternoon. Again, much of the country will see it. Jason Cole. I always love having you plug away. Elway, a relentless life is out. They can get it bookstores. They can get it digitally. They can get it through Amazon, et cetera. What else plug away, Jason? Oh, I've got, well, I won't get into the other three projects because they're a little bit too pie in the sky, but I am working on three really interesting projects. And I'm in the middle of writing a really fabulous book with this kid named Robert Paylor, P-A-Y-L-O-R, who was um, was crippled in the 2017 um, NCAA, or not NCAA, National Championship for College Teams in Rugby. Okay, he played for the University of California. Um, and he's just, he's a motivational speaker. He's a fantastic story. Um, uh, it's a privilege to write his book um, with him. And um, that I'm, I'm hoping that'll come out in about six to nine months, but we're in the middle of finishing that. And again, I love to talk about the other three projects, um, but they're a little bit, sure. they're a little bit further, further away from coming to fruition. Let's just put it that way little early on those but as you mentioned to me frequently when you talk with me these are these are things that take 
years, the Elway one, you spent a couple of years, right? Writing the Elway oh, book, four, four or five, four or four five, five years yeah. to get it right and to do it right. And, and again, the Broncos are back relevant again. If you know a Bronco fan, if you've got relatives that are Bronco fans, you know, father, but buy. buy the book, buy the book buy. and read everything buy it. about Elway. You, you can contact me on, on Twitter. I will, you send it to me, I'll sign it for you and I'll get it back to you. We'll, we'll take care of you. But yes. By Elway, a relentless life. Everybody who has read it loves it. The reviews are great. Um, it's really, it's been, that's been a fantastic exercise. I mean, I you'll really learn it. again for a lot of the younger crowd, they don't realize and remember that Elway very nearly played baseball, was seriously contemplating trying to play baseball for the New York Yankees. The, the whole dynamic of engineering the trade could have been a Colt, gets traded to the Denver Broncos, leads them to Super Bowl failures. Is he a failure? It's all in the book, Jason Cole, right? There's even Tom Brady, there's even a Trump, Tom Brady part to it. Tom Brady watching John Elway as a youngster growing up in San Mateo, California, and learning how to throw, watching John Elway tapes. It's Love. in there. Love that. Love that. Elway, a relentless life. We can't plug it enough. Can't plug this guy enough. Jason Cole, thank you for the time, the insight on the NFL. Please let me bother you later on in the year, if you will allow me to. I always love getting you on. I appreciate your insight here. Anytime. Thank you, sir. Indeed, it is back. I am pumped. I am enthused for the latest edition of the No Huddle Underdog Picks. We have done this the previous two weeks. And here he is for a third consecutive week because he is three for three in the first two weeks on Underdogs. You need to listen to this man for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is he is red hot with the Underdogs. T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show, five days a week in Las Vegas, in Sin City. The man who's all over the numbers, the covers, etc. We bow to you, my friend, with three consecutive Underdogs. We are anxious to hear what you have. First of all, how are you as we head towards another weekend? Excellent, TJ Reeves. Appreciate you having me again. And here we go, uh, Vegas. As you know, just the entertainment and sports capital of the world. We are ready for Raiders, an undefeated Las Vegas Raiders team taking on the Miami Dolphins this week. Plus, we have uh, so much else happening. We've got UFC. As you know, we've got three major boxing events coming in the next couple months, including Fury Wilder just in a couple weeks. And... Uh, Las Vegas Aces. Yes, the WNBA semi-final starts next Tuesday with game number one. So there you go. Yes. He's got a ton that is going on. All right, last week you were saying Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans, uh, and it, it was looking scary for a while in Seattle. I'm down on the sideline, Bucks, Falcons going, man, TC swung and missed. But that's why it's a 60-minute game or maybe even just beyond. And the Titans and Derrick Henry got it tied, won it in overtime. I mean, you've won three straight, my friend. Derrick Henry, that's all I have to say, my friend. 180 years on the ground. You never give up on Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. And again, yes, it was a little scary in the first half, but it was all Tennessee in the second half. And not just covering the six and a half, TJ Reeves, like I said, winner outright. Yeah, they were, they were fantastic. So you had the Raiders back in week one, outright overtime win. Titans week two of Three Dog Thursday, outright overtime win. 
Pay attention, folks. Whoever this underdog might be from the NFL could be outright overtime win number three. I don't know. He'd be some kind of prediction god if that's the case. Give me an underdog in the National Football League that you like and why, please. TJ, I love playing underdogs that you can view as the better team. I'm not one of these guys who will take uh, a lot of points for the inferior team. You know, my old saying is never ask a bad team to do good things for you. So you play on good teams. And just last week, a lot of people were saying, I don't think this team is very good. And I said, time out, rewind, stand by, hold on, or R-E-L-A-X, relax. And that is the case this week. The Green Bay Packers took care of business. A lot of people doubted them last week. And I said they would roll the Detroit Lions. And what did you see on uh, Monday night? The Packers rolled the Detroit Lions. Now they're going to San Francisco, taking on a very familiar opponent. These two teams have faced each other a numerous amount of times. And uh, they are going into Santa Clara to take on the Niners. Three and a half is the number. Take the Packers plus three and a half for these reasons, my friend. TJ Reeves, you know the Green Bay Packers. When was the last time they lost two games on the road? We'll throw that debacle in Jacksonville against the Saints. The Packers bounced back nicely, and now they're traveling to San Francisco to take on a team that has no running game. They have no running backs. TJ Reeves, this just in. You know who your running backs are this week? Rumor has it, it could be Roger Craig, Tom Rathman. Uh, They're going back. No one is available. They are signing Garrison guys Hurst off is of not other walking through that door. practice squads. Elijah Mitchell is your leading running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He's the four-string back. He is getting the start just like he did last week. And this guy's had 36 carries the last two weeks. This guy hasn't had 36 carries since, since he was at the University of Louisiana. Yeah, no running game whatsoever. Jimmy Garoppolo, still the book out on him. But here's why the play is. The play is, against, is the Packers offense against the 49ers defense. The last two weeks, the Niners have given up 758 yards of total offense. Their defense have given up 758 yards in two games against not stellar uh, offenses. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Detroit Lions. Aaron Rodgers should have his way. You know how he is going back to Northern California. Devontae Adams, the hookup is going to be there. And Aaron Jones, look for him to have another monstrous game. The sporting our defense is vastly overrated. Packers plus three and a half. And don't be surprised, TJ Reeves, if we're saying not once, not twice, not three times, the lady like Lionel Richie and the Commodore said, outright winner again. I love that. All right, so he's going Green Bay. It was a little iffy there for a little while on Monday night, but they were able to get the win. Let's plug away one more time. Five days a week, TC Martin Show. Are you going to be at the Raiders tailgate Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium prior to this Dolphin game, consuming everything with the black hole and the Legion of Raider fans. Are you going to experience that? I I want a full update if you are. I am partaking in that, and I usually don't do too many tailgate parties just because, you know, in the media room, we get to eat for free. We go there a little bit early and check it out. But, no, I've been invited by uh, the Black Hole Nation, and uh, I I know the guys that are going to be cooking up a storm here. So I am partaking uh, with a vast number of Raider fanatics, transplants from Oakland, uh, as well as uh, people here in Las Vegas. Looking forward to the Allegiant Stadium Raider version of the tailgating, which, uh, again, haven't experienced uh, yet. We'll dive into it. Food pictures galore coming your way on Sunday afternoon. 
pretty much that. I, I love that again. Only the second game with fans for the Raiders after last year did not have fans. TC will partake. TC Martin Show is where you find him. Five days a week in Las Vegas. The red carpet remains out. You win again. You're back on the no huddle underdogs next week. Good luck with the Packers for that reason. Thank you, TC. Take care, TJ. Appreciate you. Continue with the no huddle underdog picks. It has been far too long because the season's already underway that I've not gotten to talk with my Tampa brother from another mother who's in Louisville, Kentucky. He is the host of the afternoon show, The Drive on ESPN Louisville. He is Mark Ennis, back for a quick hitting no huddle, three dog Thursday underdog appearance. First of all, my friend, how are things with you, your world, Louisville football going on, be Louisville basketball season before we know it. How are things? They're great, especially after uh, last Friday. It's a dramatic fashion, uh, beating UCF uh, in, in the way that they did. I've never in my time, eight, nine, ten years of doing this, I've never seen the game go from, can't believe they're going to lose this way, can't believe they just won that way on back-to-back plays at the very end. It was uh, it was pretty dramatic. Things are going well. The interception return, obviously, a, a not only game-changer, but a season-changer, as it turns yeah. out, for UCF and Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback, going down, broken collarbone, chasing the interceptor on the pick six. Um, all right, so all of that is good. And by the way, he's a Buccaneer guy. He's a former Tampa guy, Champa Bay. He's got his Super Bowl stuff, and the Buccaneers off to a 2-0 start. Uh, so with all of that being said, you're looking over college football in the NFL. Do you have a no-huddle underdog, Mark Ennis, that stands out? Anyone who's ever listened to my show is going to be is going to fall over, so pull over now. But... <laughs> I, everyone knows I can't stand Greg Schiano. I hated the Greg Schiano time with the Bucks. I hate the man. Uh, but he's right where he should be at Rutgers. And he's doing a damn good job at Rutgers. They're 20 point underdogs on the road at Michigan. And I know that Michigan's looking better, but they are a super one dimensional team. And Rutgers is 15th in the nation total defense. They blew out Temple in the opener. They handled Syracuse on the road. I. 20 points just seems like a ton. Uh, and I, I think Shiano can go in with a defensive game plan. It, it just screams uh, early fall, muck, Big Ten, 20-something to 13-something. But 20 points is just way too much. Way too All right, so he's, he's got Rutgers in the big house. We're both in agreement. Shiano, an unmitigated disaster as an NFL coach. He's back at Rutgers. And it, the competition, I just, I will say this, you understand it. Temple not good, Syracuse not good, and and they played like an FCS Delaware last week too. That ain't the big house with Michigan. Let's see if the moment is too big for Rutgers, but you have that one. uh, Just real quick, are you confident Buccaneers on Sunday 3-0 against the Rams? How confident, Mark Ennis? 15-40. I mean, I think the Rams might low-key be the second best challenge to the Bucs in the NFC. I mean, the Packers haven't sacked the quarterback yet in two games. Uh, the Rams don't have that problem. Uh, and I think McVay with a quarterback now uh, that can get, get the ball down the field and that sort of thing, are. I think they are secretly, like they're not secretly, but uh, people are thinking it's been Bucks, Packers kind of all off season. But I think the Rams are probably the biggest challenge to the Bucks in the NFC. But I think the Bucs are going to win the game. They look so good right now. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I know we spent a lot of time talking about it with Jason Cole, but on the no-huddle underdogs, he's going Rutgers in college, and I always on the Buccaneers trying to be 3-0. Mark Ennis, follow him at Mark Ennis, E-N-N-I-S. ESPN Louisville, 93.9 FM is where you find him. He is the godfather of afternoon sports talk in Louisville. 
My friend, I always love having you. Thank you for appearing on the No Huddle uh, right here for Three Dog Thursday. And as we roll on with the No Huddle picks here on Three Dog Thursday, I welcome in my boxing brother from another mother. The Big Fight Weekend website and podcast is where you find Marquise Johns. He's always hanging with me talking the fights, but he's a big football fan. Marquise was based in the Tampa Bay area, Champa Bay, baby. He's now in Denver. You show up in Denver, and the Broncos are 2-0, and and hefty favorites against the J-E-T-S mess, mess, mess. Uh, they could be 3-0 and because Marquise Johns is in the Mile High City. Anyway, good to have you. Uh, I know you're also born and bred in Michigan and a Detroit Lions guy. The Lions trying to hang in. We'll see if they're able to hang in. Marquise, how you feeling here on the No Huddle with Underdogs? Pretty good, TJ. Fired up, actually. This this Broncos team here locally, I thought was going to be dead in the water, and they're just absolutely steamrolling folks. Be up on a very bad Jacksonville team last week, and an even more pitiful team before that. And it, it's it's a it's a this, this team looks pretty good so far, TJ. Yeah, against bad competition with the Giants and the Jags. Hey, the Jets fit right in. The Jets <laughs> fit right in for the home opener at Mile High. But if you're looking over Marquise. The NFL card, do you have a game that you're going to go right to as an underdog? And if so, who is it and why? The one game I'm looking forward to, TJ, because it's going to be an absolute shootout. And you know this because you'll be for it. The uh, Buccaneers versus the Los Angeles Rams at uh, SoFi over in the West Coast uh, this Sunday. All right. And so for the moment, again, we keep saying this to the audience. At the time Marquise and I are recording, the Bucks a one-point favorite. This may become a pick'em game. It may become the Rams as a small favorite. You're saying if you're getting points for Three Dog Thursday purposes, you're taking them with the Rams? I am, TJ. And the fact that you can get up a, a point and a half on a home dog for some strange reason to me is, is, is fathomable considering the fact that this Rams team, TJ, people forget the last game these guys put up. It's essentially the same roster. It's, it's going to be a shootout. And these guys put up about 4,000 points last time around with Jameis Winston and Jared Goff in the <laughs> absolute clinic last go around a couple of years back. <laughs> All right, so keep an eye on the Rams, he says. And you want to tell everybody right here on the No Huddle version of Three Dog Thursday Underdog Picks, you were paying attention to us last week. And and so much so, you, you went with the parlay based off our advice with Nebraska, with Utah State. You were a winner, right? Absolutely, TJ. I, to those listening, this is a paid testimonial, and it got me paid to the <laughs> bank with a four-team parlay that cashed with Utah State. Red, Red, not Utah State, Tennessee, Nebraska, Nebraska with and the, the Titans, and the, and the Titans. Titans. Yeah, the, I mean this, this. This man is touting the Three Dog Thursday no huddle picks uh, here on this. We need to make mention before you get out of here. We talk boxing, big heavyweight title fight. Uh, England's Anthony Joshua was the unified heavyweight title. He's got three of the belts. He's fighting Alexander Usyk, a Ukrainian undefeated former world cruiserweight champ. We're going to be writing about it and talking about it all weekend. The fight is Saturday afternoon, U.S. time, Saturday night in the U.K. and in Europe. We'll be talking all about it and promoting it. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're ready for this. A heavyweight, The heavyweights are something different, right, Marquise, real quick? Absolutely, TJ. No, big-time fight this weekend in London uh, with the U.K. heavyweights up. Over on uh, BigFightWeekend.com as well, we'll cover it up, up and down, left and right. Big-time fight on so many levels, TJ. Pretty much going to change the landscape of the heavyweight division if Joshua retains, who just resigned a lifetime deal, whatever that means in English, against uh, Alexander Usyk, who's chasing history, uh, following up with uh, the last unified cruiserweight champion to become heavyweight champion, some guy named Evander Holyfield. You may have heard of the guy. Was recently yeah. in action, unfortunately. But, yeah, uh, yeah he, he, he is uh, chasing that as well. That's going to be a fun fight on Saturday. It's going to be on the zone. 
All right. So again, Marquise and I, Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Find that on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows or through the site. We'll give a little plug there for that, bigfightweekend.com. Marquise going L.A. Rams. You want me to have a bad Sunday night and a bad Monday with the Rams beating the Buccaneers and handing them the first loss? I can't believe it. Anyway, thank you. Good luck with the underdog, I think, in the NFL. And, t- and take it from Marquise. We're giving you good underdog advice. 11 of them that we've given out successfully the last two weeks. All right, Marquise, great stuff. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks so much, TJ. And as always, uh, as Randy Moss once said, straight cash, help me follow the podcast. <laughs> Indeed. Love the help of Marquise Johns. Follow him at Week Sauce Radio on Twitter. Little crossover as he and I do the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Joshua Usyk is that heavyweight title fight that is coming on Saturday night in London, Saturday afternoon, U.S. time. Always bigger when the heavyweights are involved. We love covering the boxing as well as the underdogs. I owe you two more. All the way back at the beginning of the podcast, I did side with Brian Edwards that I like West Virginia to at least hang in in Norman with Oklahoma on Saturday night. Let me go earlier in the day for underdog number one of Saturday prior to West Virginia I'll go Notre Dame at Soldier Field with Wisconsin. Neutral side, 11 a.m. start. Uh, Jack Crone, the quarterback, going against his old team as a transfer to Notre Dame. I know the Irish had the uh, back-and-forth game with Florida State. They pulled it out in overtime, hard fought. They they maybe had a hangover the next week uh, and barely won at home with Toledo. They were better against Purdue at home. This is kind of home away from home in Chicago. Wisconsin not good in the opener with Penn State offensively. They always want to run the ball. I think the Irish can win this game outright. I am going to take the points at Soldier Field early for Notre Dame to be 4-0 and and give me the, what, 5, the 4.5 or 5 with Notre Dame against Wisconsin in this matchup. So that is one underdog. Uh, on uh, early Saturday, later underdog, late Saturday is West Virginia. And that brings us to the NFL and the full slate of games. An early game stands out to me at Arrowhead, the L.A. Chargers. I went against the Chargers last week in taking the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys went outright on the last second 56-yard field goal by uh, uh, Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg. But really, you look at the end of that game, the Chargers could have won it. Cowboys had the lead most of the way. The Chargers threw a a key interception. Justin Herbert throwing an interception in the Cowboy end zone. Had a chance to score a touchdown or at least get a field goal. They got the interception uh, in the third quarter. Uh, Kept the game uh, at that point, I believe, 14-all. Or it was 14-11 Dallas, whichever it was. Uh, the Chargers have have played the Chiefs tough. In fact, last year they covered in both games. The uh, Chiefs had to rally from 10 down in the fourth quarter just to win in overtime in the game in L.A. where there were no fans at SoFi Stadium. So in any event, this is the first of the two meetings, AFC West Divisional Showdown. The Chargers, I think, will hang in. Kansas City uh, really uh, losing that game with Cleveland a lot of the way. Came back in the fourth quarter. The big pass play, Mahomes to Tyreek uh, Hill. Uh, it got them back in the game. They got the botch punt by Cleveland and got the easy touchdown for the go-ahead. Then intercepted Baker Mayfield and put it away. They could have lost week one. They did lose week two. Should have, could have, would have, could have won that game, but did lose to Lamar Jackson rallying Baltimore last week. 
I don't know that I trust uh, Kansas City. And the stat that I'm going with, in the last seven home games, this includes the postseason last year. It's going all the way back to the regular season last year, moving forward through the playoffs and the Cleveland game. To start the regular season this year, the Chiefs are just 1-6 as the favorite at Arrowhead. I will take the L.A. Chargers, not necessarily to win, but they're getting 6.5 or 7 points as we enter Three Dog Thursday and enter the weekend. I'll take Herbert and the Chargers and their opportunistic defense to keep it close. Kansas City may pull it out uh, with a Butker field goal, etc., but I like L.A. to stay in there for my underdog. And, and I should make mention, I had the Cowboys a week ago on Three Dog Thursday. Again, we gave you five more successful underdogs off this podcast last week, 11 total through the first two weeks. So you need to be paying attention to these picks, uh, as always, because we've had a bevy of them. All the way back at the beginning of the podcast, Brian Edwards liking uh, West Virginia against Oklahoma, liking Arkansas. I may have said during the segment with Brian that it's a home game for Arkansas. It, it is actually the neutral field of Jerry's World AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas, uh, for this matchup with Arkansas and Texas A&M. Uh, I don't know that I go along that uh, that Arkansas is going to get it done and going to win that game. I, I kind of like Jimbo Fisher's team there in that SEC matchup. But anyway, Brian likes Arkansas, and Brian also liked the Chargers in this spot uh, with the Chiefs. Jason Cole saying watch out for the Jets in the game with Denver, that they may be tougher against the Broncos in the home opener at mile high than the 10.5 or 11 points to keep it close. And that one, uh, again, for our... Uh, different handicappers on uh, the no huddle. T.C. Martin, again, has been rolling as of late and likes Green Bay in the Sunday night game with San Francisco with the familiarity of those two teams. He's backing the Packers to hang in there. Uh, Mark Ennis, uh, T.C. Martin, again, out in Vegas, the T.C. Martin Show. Mark Ennis with the ESPN Louisville radio station, hosts the afternoon show in the Louisville radio market over the air. Mark liking Rutgers. He's going Rutgers because of the points at Michigan, and they may get rolled. The uh, the level of competition, again, as I was just saying to Mark on the no-huddle picks, has not been good. Um, say what you will about them being 3-0, and but it's, it's who is it against. And Michigan destroyed Northern Illinois last week at home. Let's see if Harbaugh's team has truly found something or not at the big house in that game against Rutgers in the Big Ten. And Marquise Johns, my man, uh, going with the underdog pick of the L.A. Rams against my Buccaneers. Uh, again, that spread may change. As I said to Marquise, it may become a pick'em game. It may become the Rams as a favorite. I still like the Bucks to win this and be three and zero before that New England game next Sunday night. I'll be out in LA with the Buccaneers on the radio broadcast. I'll come back on this podcast and talk more about it next week. Again, however you found us, social media link through the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Subscribe. Subscribe to us. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You don't have to pay for this podcast. Just follow us. It's free. Subscribe everywhere else on Google Podcast, on Megaphone, Podcast Addict, wherever you get podcasts. Stitcher, search Three Dog Thursday, subscribe. It comes automatically to you on Thursday, and we do a good job of staying relevant through Saturday and Sunday with college and NFL underdogs. Good luck to all of my guests, uh, senior handicapper Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com, Jason Cole, also doing a great job as a national football writer with me, the No Huddle Underdogs with T.C. Martin, Mark Ennis, Marquise Johns with me. I'm merely T.J. Reeves. Enjoy the third NFL week 
weekend, the fourth college weekend, as we start to sort stuff out. Lots of football every which direction. We've even got Ryder Cup golf this week, the baseball running down. Can the U.S. do well against the Europeans in the Ryder Cup? They're the favorites. I'm not taking the Euros on Three Dog Thursday as the underdog, but that'll be wild golf in Wisconsin this weekend in addition to everything else that's going on with the football, the baseball, and all that's happening. Uh, For now, we're done. We're back to finish up the month of September next week here for Three Dog Thursday. It'll already be October uh, for the following weekend. We're anxious to talk all about it. Let's see what happens. Let's see if our underdog streak continues. For now, we are done. Thank you for finding me on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.